to Simpler. We are three pastors, husbands, and fathers on a journey to make life simpler by holding Jesus as the core for every belief and practice. This journey has shaped us to be more like Christ, freed us from the shame of failure, and encouraged us to a deeper love of our Lord and God. We invite you to join us in the discussions that have shaped and continue to shape our lives. Well, especially now with social media, people can change the meaning of words so quickly that it was just a few weeks ago that someone said there was this new term for like hate speech on social media. Mm. And I forget what the term was. Like it was an actual word. It wasn't cyberbullying, was it? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, it's, it's a word that hasn't been, I've never heard it's, it it's used brand before. New. I yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. But it was basically describing someone that like, like the woke people would use it. Like if someone disagreed with them, they would just call them, oh, it had to do with terrorism. Oh my god! They were calling them. They're calling these people terrorists because they like, like, I'm I'm for, I'm for the abolishment of the federal law of abortion. Well, now you're this whatever the word is, and it implies a terrorist. Yeah, and I think it's their push, like trying to get those things to a place where, um, you can be like, like, punished or arrested yeah. or something like that for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and even even like if authorities or whatever don't don't attach to it i think that you're even if you have a small audience shaping such a drastic term like that it has way more influence than just here's what i think like taking a term that they have a view of what that means like for most people they probably still attach the term terrorism to like nine, the 911 attacks yeah yeah and so like like actually so, actually killing people or absolutely yeah trying like to hurt people literal acts of terrorism which is i think what they're trying to argue now it's like yeah. all internal and mushy and yeah. is that you uh hey you're like hurting my feelings so that's terrorism like you're, you're tearing you're, me you're, down yeah, you're terrorizing like me, that yeah. lady that was on i forget how long it was there was a, a lady who was a professor at i forget what university and um she was in front of congress and i don't know who the congressman was was asking her this question and she goes um i'm not going to answer this because you're basically causing trans people to commit suicide. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just, dude. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I just asked the question. <laughs> like what? Yeah. I, it's man. I think, yeah. If you, if you shape, if someone that you are influenced by, maybe not even look up to, but are influenced by are, is changing language. And I think that you as an audience member are going to therefore change your language as well and have that same weight to it. Like, oh yeah, this is definitely hate speech. They're yeah. driving people to do this instead of just realizing, no, we've talked this way for a long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. We've used these words to mean these things, but it is interesting because there are terms um, like retarded that like socially now it feels weird to hear it in public whenever it, it only was feels such a weird. And I think thing. it only feels weird because they've made it weird. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, can I call someone stupid in a loving, like friend <laughs> way? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. like you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or can I say it in a very derogatory way? And it, yeah. So that's my point is like, if, if, if we're trying to rid the derogatory statements by changing the words, then what we're going to do is like filter out every single word we ever use. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to have like the preschool words, but people are going to be using them. But like, people are already trying. It's, it's not just that people are trying to remove the use of words, which I think, I think that you can make an argument for uh, removing derogatory intent behind language and stuff like that. You can yeah, make yeah. those kinds of arguments, but like to bury a word because of, a singular way it can be used is, mm -hmm. I think, a little bit weird. But uh, for our culture, they've they've we've got people who are denying words at all now. Like so, like on mm -hmm. um, Matt Walsh's, you know, what is a woman thing? I still haven't watched all of it, but like he'll ask, he's asked several people. So define for me what a woman is, 
And they're like, well, it's it's a woman. And he's like, yeah, but define for me what that is. <laughs> like, what does like, that mean? Have you heard of circular reasoning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the guy's like, well, it's, you know, it's a woman. And he goes, okay, but explain to me what that, like, no one's willing to define it anymore. And yeah. eventually what we're going to do is no words will have any meaning. Absolutely. Um, yep. And people, we already realize it. I think a lot of people already realize it, but what's being attacked is absolute truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And eventually what the rest of the world will realize is there's no standard for truth anymore. Right. There can't be if, this if is the culmination, words have no value. This is the culmination of the postmodern movement that has yes. been happening mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. Yeah. Which, well, it was like somebody, I saw a clip the other day, somebody was arguing and they're like, I, I, no one has used, uh, no one has used he or she as gender normative words for the last 70 years. What? And the, and the person who was arguing with them was like, are you kidding me? You're kidding, right? And they're like, they're like <laughs> mammalian uh, biology has used male and female, mm-hmm. you know, like male and female as the two characteristics of mammalian biology mm-hmm. forever, yeah. like up to five seconds ago, <laughs> you know, like it was like <laughs> take take any class, any any mammal, it's it's male or female. Oh my like, gosh! And so this this person was saying, yeah, but we we haven't used it for seventy years, like it's no longer valid, and it's like, oh my goodness, like. You've taken a science class. Yeah, exactly. Right? Go get every biology I mean, book. <laughs> and, okay, what if the statement was, well, I get we've used it for the last 5,000 years, but the last 70 years we haven't used it, so it's no longer valid. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Can I say this derogatorily? You're stupid. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that people are appointing themselves as experts yeah. in different fields because of how they feel. Absolutely. And and now feeling is ruling the roost, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and I... We've said stuff like this before on the podcast, and I've said this before in conversations with people. Uh, there isn't anything inherently wrong with feelings, but feelings cannot be the thing that steers the ship. It just can't be. Like, we have Absolutely. to, at it's some point. Yeah. yeah. It's way too fickle. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, it's, I, I'm 47 years old. I had a crush on a girl in my youth group when I was 15. And there are, there are two or three songs from... That was 1990. There are two or three songs from the radio back then that if I heard today mm-hmm. would transport me back to being 15-year-old kid in youth group staring at this girl that I had a crush on. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> for giving to the Lord. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm alive. More, I was listening to a lot of country back then. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but you know, it's one of those things that like, that's not going to make me leave my wife. Any man of mine. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> you probably in twenties when I heard that came out. Well, yeah, I think, uh, she was a little bit later in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I was, I was alive and well, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Shania, but yeah. Shania Twain. Yeah. Feelings, man. I, I'm ready man, for the feel, feelings, man. Like a woman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dude, I told you about that comment I saw on a trans post, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, ever since 1997, uh, gender was based off of feelings. Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> Thank you, Shania. That's so funny. Well, so, uh, so actually the culture corner that I wasn't going to use today, but it kind of fits in what we're already talking about with kind of redefining terms. Um, I'll do this one today. So let's step on over to the PCC, everybody. Welcome to... Here's his culture corner. We're here hanging out. Sit down, get comfortable. You're already comfortable, hopefully. If not, if you're on your run or something, sit down, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard this video and I'm going to do what I did a few weeks ago as well and play it through my microphone so everybody can hear it. You see if I can get it all opened up for you and turned up. There we go. 
To be clear, when you call me not a Christian, I don't entirely disagree with you. Not because I don't identify as a Christian, in fact, I still do, but because I actually know that what you mean when you say that is you mean that I'm not an evangelical kind of Christian. You see, evangelical Christianity tends to think that it's the best or the only kind of Christianity. So when I and others don't fit your definition or check your boxes, then according to your perspective, I'm not a Christian anymore. But all it really means is that I'm not an evangelical. And I'm totally fine with that. I've been there. I've done that. No, thank you. The brand of Christianity that passes for evangelicalism these days, it uh, tends to discriminate against those who are LGBTQ, uh, tends to believe that women are less than men. Uh, they overwhelmingly voted for and supported Donald Trump, and many of them gladly embrace a kind of Christian nationalism, which is almost a mirror opposite of the kingdom that Jesus taught about. So yes, please tell all the people that I'm not that kind of Christian. To be clear... What the hell is he talking about? I know, man. So it plays in, I think, perfectly with like the, they're trying to redefine different things. And so just, I this, had a, con okay, I'm just going to like take hold of this. For go a off, man. Yeah. Had a conversation <laughs> not too long ago with someone that was I think probably Mike's considered themselves right kind here. of in the same boat. And it was funny when I, th so they said almost exactly the same stuff this mm -hmm. guy's saying, like, I'm, I'm done being an evangelical. And it's funny that the the comments this other guy made too that he was done being evangelical evangelicals for political reasons mm -hmm. which is funny to me that it's not like conversation about the gospel so i asked this Absolutely. guy i was like like what do you believe about jesus like where does mm -hmm. your faith lie mm -hmm. and i walked him through romans 4 as like the biblical standard the abraham being the model of faith mm -hmm. and god as a provider of salvation he literally like verbatim statement was i've never heard faith described like that before what wow so Here's what I think is going on. I think there's a bunch of people who have been around church mm -hmm. who yeah. called themselves called themselves call themselves Christians because they, I don't know why. Like it, the the fire in me burns a little bit at this because like this isn't just a disagreement of like politics or biblical like this is the gospel that's being Absolutely, yeah. tainted right. here, and that's why it like burns in me a little bit. So like I have, I'm so glad that there are many of you who are incredibly gracious. I have zero grace for this BS mm -hmm. because. The gospel is core. So like there is no other Christianity. Like if you want to talk about words, if you want to go back and look at the origina <laughs> origination of the word. The origination. That's such a weird. <laughs> the origination. It's like, you know, when a song slows down at the end. That's, that's yeah. a, um, of the word Christianity its usage, like it was derogatory, but then it yeah. became just a statement that was used. So like, forget mm -hmm. about where it came from, what it has identified for a long time were followers of Jesus. Right. Yeah. Whether it was derogatory or not, it was identifying followers of Jesus. That was the idea behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't say you're a follower of Jesus, you're not a don't Christian. tell me you're a Christian by mm -hmm. usage of the term. You're a freaking idiot yeah, yep. who deserves yep. for an Enneagram 8 to step into your world and just <laughs> yes. wreck you because that's the most... And I'm going to stop before I start. <laughs> That's kind of the reason why I wanted to play was, was for you guys. I've just, I, I, I had that same just, maybe not as visceral of a reaction, but like well, I'm, I'm, sit, really, I'm sitting yeah. on my back porch and I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I'm just so sick and tired of people taking their feelings, taking, um, taking these different opinions that don't, they don't change who Jesus is. They don't change what the cross accomplished. They don't change what the empty grave accomplished and letting that be the filter by which they, quote unquote, understand Jesus. Like he would, I mean, and it's, it's very much the, uh, it's not the type of, I think where I'm at now is it's not Jesus. No, yeah. it's not. It's yeah. their version of what they think Jesus should be. And they're yep. using that as a crutch. Okay. It's let me back so up. Weird. 456. We love people in general. We yeah. love yeah. all people. Mm -hmm. Our hope is that 
all people will know Jesus Christ, which yeah. means that you can call, if what you mean by discriminatory, this guy, is that we we believe that God had an intention and purpose for marriage between a man and woman of faith because that marriage paints a picture of the of relationship the people yeah. that have with God. If you're saying that's discriminatory, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Because what you're saying is, is that what you're standing on, Micah, is the gospel, and I'm not okay with that. And if you're yeah. not okay with that, I'm okay with that because all I'm going to tell you is the gospel. Exactly. Right? And if it doesn't fit that. your little... <laughs> your little hole of thinking, then I don't freaking care because what I want, obviously, hopefully someone would be more gra gracious than sharing the gospel with this guy. But here's, here's my thought. If you're going to come out and say that kind of stuff, no, you yeah. better be willing to freaking defend it. Yeah. He's got a platform. So like, I think he needs, I think there's a part of me that like, I socially thinking like people like that do need, they don't need to be coddled in the midst of that. Like, this isn't like somebody saying like, you know what? I'm, I, imagine if I came to you guys um, 10 years ago or whatever, and I was expressing stuff that was going on with my dad and my sister. And I was like, man, I'm so torn about this. Like, I just like, where, like, I love my family, but like, but they're choosing this lifestyle that doesn't line up with some of the things they're saying. Like, if that's a different situation than getting on a platform in front of thousands of people and saying there's a different type of Christianity out there. Like, that's a way different situation where I think that you, in the midst of my confusion, would be characterizingly gracious like you said well let me walk yeah, you yeah, through yeah. that you would still stand firm on the gospel because you're not in a platform making a statement absolutely i think what why I mean, you are now you are now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true yeah i think what i think what it right what, now actually <laughs> it's true yeah i've always felt that tension you guys have known this like yeah. when people when i'm around people who are blatantly tainting the gospel not asking questions yeah but like making statements i it, it is the one place in life I feel like I almost have zero control of the filters. Like I, I can't mm -hmm. put any filters on. It's interesting because uh, you guys' response to it is different than my response to it. What's your response? And I see your point. I think you'll see mine as well. Um, my response is I think churches and church leadership have done a really piss poor job of correctly conveying the gospel oh, absolutely, over yeah. the last hundred years. And so you do have a lot of people who are now abandoning Christianity or feeling the need to change the shape of Christianity because what they were given wasn't actually the gospel. Absolutely. And so they're feeling this kickback against it. And we three here are going, yeah, I, I get the kickback, but like it, what you were given to begin with wasn't the well, gospel. It was, it was given Jesus, politics. Yeah. I, it was and I think yeah. maybe the clarification is I don't get the kickback against Christianity. I get the kickback against a, a tainted version of the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which to your point, has been a tainted version of the gospel is what has been talked about in a lot of places for a yeah. long time from the pulpit. And that's yeah. your point. And yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think though that... Everybody's responsible for their own faith, I think, you know, and so like... I think the what bothers me is that we live in a literate culture with the scripture. That's yeah. it, yeah. Liter this well, dude telling me I've never heard faith described that way. You're basically saying I've literally never read the book of Romans. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How many of, how many of these people or, I would be curious have like never actually spent any time in the scripture. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agree. But as we're going to talk about later this month, or they've read it with the bias and the filter they've already been given True. and they, they, well, I, again, the spirit I, I think, is the one who yes, teaches. That's what I was going to say yeah. is like, I think if you read it from a perspective of like, I'm being taught by the spirit. Yeah it's a little, a lot different perspective than like, if I'm just reading it. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like, I don't, I don't think you can understand the book of Romans in very well. Apart from, apart from the spirit, no, no, you can understand no. like some of the things being said. But. Well, and I'm not trying to quell the burning that you have. I do think you no, probably need to see a doctor. I don't, uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's possible to quell it. No, no, no. But I, my point being like, I'm not trying to counter no, no, that. I am, I am broadening the perspective. Yeah. I think the perspective goes even further back because we do yeah. have a lot of people who are standing in the pulpit 
giving people law yeah. and giving people moral code and giving people politics, mm-hmm. not giving people Jesus. Right. Yeah. And it has created a real, it, it's why we see so many people uh, leaving the faith and deconstructing or whatever they're doing. They, they were never part of the faith. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they, they were given a sham. That, well, the, it was a false system that was set up yeah, for exactly. them. And I, I want to know why, like, what's the desire to have an association with Christianity if you're dude, in that place? Dude, for real. I, can, I that, don't understand. I asked that question in, the, in that conversation with other guys as well, and it wasn't like there weren't yeah. any answers. Like, exactly. If it's, Why do you feel the need to yeah, call yeah. yourself a Christian if you hate everything that has to exactly. do with Exactly. The only thing you're holding on to is the term. Like, you're yeah. not holding—I I even had to talk with a guy in college before a lot of— the the woke yeah what is the value that's so like, adding this is, to your life or your business yeah. or whatever i talked to a buddy of mine who he just was laying out how his feelings towards the bible and like and nothing really happened it was all um illustrations that were used by teachers writing down stories i don't know if it's moses but just people writing down these stories of the flood these stories of a guy named abraham this fictional character but you can learn some good stuff from it and i was like okay and he said like literally nothing in the bible actually happened and i was like what about Jesus? Like, as I, we started this whole conversation with you saying that you're a Christian, hmm. so that has to literally be defined by Jesus. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I mean, I guess I was like, I guess I would say that the resurrection happened and stuff. And I was like, but why? Like, how is like That's like the most, Yeah. like, that's the craziest <laughs> out of all the stuff that's so happened in took, the Bible. He took a, uh, one theological thought that mm-hmm. there are, that a lot of the stories in the narratives in the beginning of the scriptures in the Old Testament were just stories passed down through Jewish mm-hmm. um, oral tradition. He took that and ignorantly like applied it to the whole scripture. Sounds like yes, exactly. Except, except for the resurrection, except but, then for the resurrection realized, yeah. but then realized he couldn't actually apply it to the whole. It's not Wait a minute. Yeah. So he, <laughs> I, I hate. I mean, part of me hates this, but I also am happy. But he was going around calling himself a Christian for a long time. And then after that conversation, like he left and he was like, "I don't think I can call myself a Christian." I was like, "I don't think you can either." And um, I, I, I would say he now says that he's an atheist, which is sad, but I would rather him know, like he, exactly, it's honest. And he's heard the truth. And he has had a lot of people tell him the gospel and share the gospel. But I think that if he didn't come to that realization, he'd be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Whatever. And then just kind of shrug it off and not actually assess what he's actually believing. And yeah. he, I was one of the few people he would have that tougher conversation with or whatever you want I, to say about it. I did a Zoom meeting a few weeks ago with a church out of San Antonio that was considering hiring a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were interviewing me, asking me questions about this buddy of mine and what I thought. I was one of his character references. Anyway, uh, they're asking, you know, what's his leadership skills like? What are this like? And they ask questions for like 45 minutes. And then they say, are there any questions that you think we need to be asking people? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, I, and I said, well, you haven't asked me yet what he thinks about Jesus. And, yeah. And they're like, well, you know, and I was like, no, no, no I'm, I'm just saying like, he might not be great at administration. Maybe he's super gifted that way, but what he thinks about Jesus matters more than that. Mm-hmm. And he might not be great at a mission plan for the church. There might be somebody else on staff that's really good at that, but what he says about Jesus has to matter more. And like, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I think you should start asking the people you're interviewing what <laughs> yes. they think about I mean, Jesus. I think you just described the problem you were describing earlier. Yeah. Yeah. These are the kind of, these are the kind of questions that people, people are asking, asking when they're looking yeah. for church leadership. Is he furthering mm-hmm. his education? Where do you go to seminary? What do you do when the, when the congregation's expectation of the, of the pastor, or the church leadership is that you do well at your job, but if Jesus isn't the core, right. then what happens mm-hmm. is, is you end up with freaking idiots who make videos like this yeah. because they've, they've been in church, but they've never understood the gospel. Right. Here's what I, I see that is exciting. 
I see a shift. I've said this to someone recently. I feel like what's going on right now is almost like, sounds terrible, but almost like, if you will, like a cleansing of the church mm-hmm. where there are people, that sounds people leaving in terms of like this guy who are mm-hmm. saying like, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I don't believe it. Um, and I think what you're also seeing is people come to faith who were not church people, people mm-hmm. going, whoa, 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 2020. Like I felt depression and anxiety and I was looking for something that I couldn't find it anywhere else. And then mm-hmm. you're telling me that, I could find worth in Jesus that that doesn't get shaped or shifted by any circumstances of life. And they're like, I want that. Mm -hmm. So I think you're kind of seeing this, this turn Mm -hmm. uh, where the the church is kind of getting filtered out of people who aren't actually followers of Jesus. And you're seeing people that are coming in now who didn't grow up in a church culture, church environment, who are actually putting their faith in Jesus. Paul says that in first Corinthians 11, it's a verse that no one talks about, but he Mm -hmm. says that there are disagreements among you. And I'm glad that there are because it shows who's genuine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm paraphrasing it. Uh, right. Somebody's going to rip me for it, to paraphrase. <laughs> but it's there in First Corinthians 11 in the ESV. It's on the second column of the left page. But this is Ryan's New Living Version. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things that, like, there have I struggled with that verse 20 years ago when I was reading. I was like, what does that mean? Because I've been taught that there needs to be agreement within the church. But if you're thinking of the assembly, yeah. and within the assembly, there are people who probably don't know Jesus, and some that do, and 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 there's disagreements so that those who are genuine can be proven to be genuine. Yeah. Like, I think that, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That's kind of what's happening. Yep. Yeah. And ultimately, I, I just got to trust. We got to trust that the Spirit is the one who, yeah. the power the power of the gospel rests in the Spirit. So I'm not, maybe this is just my personality tendency. <laughs> I'm not actually concerned about where this guy's at. I want to. I want someone to tell him the gospel straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he decides to do with it, I can freaking give a crap. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what I do give a crap. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Doesn't how, change you, the gospel, how you yeah. act, I don't care about. Yeah. What, I, what, I, what I want you to do is put your faith in Jesus, but I'm not going to coddle you so that mm-hmm. there's a chance you'll put your faith in Jesus. What I yeah. want to do is proclaim the gospel and then trust that the Spirit's going to do his work. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so those listening, I think that this is, well, this was the type of thing too that we read about back in the 710s, so not necessarily even, that was 10 years ago, um, almost. Uh, with, yeah. Brian, with Brian McLaren's book, he had that whole intro and in like first chapter addressing these different issues in culture, different issues with the church. And I was like, oh, dope. Like he's going to get to the point where he's like, the answer is Jesus. And then he was like, the answer is, and the rest of the book was his quote unquote new kind of Christianity, yeah. the way that he, what he titled how, the how book. How you feel about it. Ex- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, like. I, I still am baffled, baffled by his position. And maybe it's changed in the last decade, but his position 10 years ago was that none of the miracles in the Bible are real. Oh, really? Yeah, they're all they're all explained away. Do you remember like all the the ten plagues? None uh, of those yeah, were real. Yeah. All that mm-hmm. was explained away, and he makes an argument that the miracles aren't real. And I go, okay, so hello, resurrection of Jesus. No, <laughs> exactly. Like it's the most like, it goes back to that. Yeah. yeah. So seriously, yeah, so dude. I think if you, it seems to be if you think a few steps ahead, it all things still point back to Jesus. But but I think for us true believers of Jesus, let's not wait to think two steps ahead. Let's allow Jesus to be the core of our, of our thinking. The and core. let's proclaim the gospel. Absolutely. I think that's it. Like I, I am sick and tired of Christians standing more in a political viewpoint Absolutely. than the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can disagree about certain aspects of politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if the gospel is not core, then we're wasting our time. Well, Absolutely, it, yeah. and we can have political positions, but if what we're preaching is a political position rather than Christ, we've missed right. the point. Yeah, exactly. I saw a video. I know this is super long. Sorry. That's I saw fine, a video yeah. yesterday. Well, I think this a, is all good content. A, yeah. uh, Someone in politics, a lady, I'm trying not to say her name, but um, who said, she goes, uh, I'm going to almost say this verbatim because I was so pissed when I saw the video. She's at a church, looks like, speaking. And she said, 
My mom and dad were preachers. I've been around the Bible my entire life. And I can just tell you this right now. Um, like anybody who believes the Bible would never tell someone that they don't have the right to choose to have an abortion. Golly. Wow. Like that was her statement. So the premise was I grew up around it because my parents were preachers and I grew up around the Bible. And like, I'm pretty sure that God never lets me go to those. Because <laughs> I, I literally know, like I would be on national news because I can't put filters on. I would mm-hmm. stand up and just. <laughs> so Ezra, one Ezra of you listening is going to put me in that position <laughs> someday. Right, yeah. and you're going to do it on purpose just because you want to see the fireworks. <laughs> you'll, be a, you'll be at that disc golf tournament. Like, oh, we just got to drop over here real quick. And they just pull you into one of those <laughs> council meetings. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't. That's literally why I don't even get into political conversations with people. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I, I'm not interested in like talking about it, but because there are all, too oftentimes people who proclaim to be followers of Jesus who then veer into politics. I don't mind having the politics conversation, but when you mix it with Jesus, right. mm-hmm. you better be freaking solid in your position or I'm going to rip it. Yeah. 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 Well, and you, you almost can't be. You almost mm-hmm. can't no. be solid in your position no. because if you're trying to make the kingdom of heaven or the work of Christ what he said. about mm-hmm. politics— if you're trying to make it about politics, you've missed the point completely. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Absolutely. So. Make it about Jesus. Let's do that. Keep Christ's core. Need to chill out here. Um, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, I think what we're talking about ties in relatively well. I mean, I saw this post. So yeah. what are we talking about today, Ryan? Hey, Pierce. Today we are talking about social media and all the different avenues by which we can engage with people <laughs> online. And uh, hang out with them and fellowship with them and be pissed off by them and explore the caverns and the depths of internet and find trolls. So Ryan isn't social media of the devil. <laughs> well, actually, Pierce, <laughs> do you have a cold? <laughs> I, th- I just figured you were going to make something up, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't your uh, mom have social media? <laughs> whoa, hey, hey, hey. Let's not be too personal about this. Yeah, she's got Facebook. (laughs) Every mom. (laughs) Every mom has Facebook. Exactly. You're not a true mom unless you have a Facebook. That would be a funny, simple shirt. (laughs) That's right. Every mom has a Facebook. And then just the most stereotypical, like, middle-aged woman picture. And then we'll do one shirt for Ryan that says, my wife and I met on MySpace. There you go, yeah. Yeah. There was somebody, speaking of of social media, there was somebody that posted a, a tweet the other day. They said, I was filling out my jury duty uh, information in my like non-disclosure agreements and they I had to agree to not post about the case on my MySpace. <laughs> so it shows how long it's been since they've updated since those they've updated forms. Yeah. Oh, I saw somebody posting the other day that like, like we need to have, we need to quit getting people who are peers to be on the jury and it was talking about like, <laughs> this was social media and he was just talking, he was talking about like, you're paying 20 people, $20 a day to come in and go, yeah, that. That sounds about right. I guess they're guilty. <laughs> it was like, there should be a whole avenue of law school where like first year, to second year law students are on the juries because they know the law and they understand like yeah. proving no, the law. No, I totally disagree. <laughs> that's tainted. The it, whole, it the whole purpose of the lawyers is to be able to, to make sh- that show the, to the law. Jury. Yeah. yeah. But this yeah, guy's like, like, that would be like saying like, we should only, we should only have people who are politicians making decisions. Oh yeah. No, no, I agree. Like, it's, whoa, yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Social media though. Uh, social media can be really good. It can be really bad. The, the, I think part of the, uh, this was brought to me as a topic for us to speak about. And mm-hmm. I think part of the intent behind it was that social, sh- sh- social media. <laughs> Chill out, Sean Connery. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish I could do a good Sean Connery. Yeah, I wish I could. Media. Social media. <laughs> Social media has the ability to shape people's identity a lot. Um, good or bad, uh, mm-hmm. people can find their worth in the amount of followers they have or because yeah. they're attacked a lot or because they see uh, they see photoshopped pictures of certain body types. They might have body type issues or mm-hmm. body self-image problems and different things. And so like, there's good and bad for social media. For me, social media is something that I kind of bank on and I'm trying to get better at mm-hmm. and be more deliberate at. I met with uh, Dusty uh, a couple of weeks ago and sat down and he gave me some pointers on how to use some of my social media to maybe find a wider audience for my art. And so like for me, social media is super important because it's how I grow my business and, mm-hmm. and sell more art and put my art in front of people. And I have a collector in California and now his dad in Tennessee because of a social media post four years ago, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and so it's social media can be good, but I also, at this point, my boys are 13 and 11 and they're not allowed to have any social media accounts, partly because, um, there's a lot of garbage on it. So like mm-hmm. not, not even people who are going to be jerks and trolls, but like, it is not hard to find porn and it yeah. is not hard to find things that don't honor Jesus they have corn on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell that story. Uh, we we were watching. Uh, we were watching Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Right, that was the first one mm-hmm. with uh, uh, what's his face, Tom Holland. Thank you. And we were watching that, and I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Have been since I was a little kid, and so we were watching that with the boys years ago, like when it first became available on demand, and. There's a scene which his buddy is Ned is hacking into some secret system in the school computer lab. And the teacher comes in and he knows that what he's doing is wrong. So she's like, what are you doing in here? And he's like, uh, looking at porn (laughs) because that's better than him hacking some government website or whatever. (laughs) And my boys who at this point must've been like seven and five, Mm -hmm. you know, start laughing and they're like, who looks at corn? <laughs> Looking at corn? That's silly. And and Michelle and I just let them just believe let it be that there, yeah. because we were not ready to have that conversation. So we just let them believe it I was walk corn. Into their room someday, and instead of like a poster of it, like Cowboys cheerleader, he's gonna have like a stock of corn, well, <laughs> corn on the cob up there. Have you have you seen the new thing on TikTok with the kid describing corn? And how yes, much he loves so corn. so good. I love that video so much. Yeah. <laughs> What's great about corn? Well, it's this, and he's talking about the juicy little grains and all this stuff. Exactly. Juice, juicy knobs you can cover in butter and stuff like that. It just gets super descriptive. It's corn. <laughs> he's so excited about corn. Yes. Uh, it's like street corn at a carnival or yeah, something. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, uh, you can find corn really easily. True, yes. And so I, I do think that, uh, I mean, I, I have a, I have a fairly large Instagram account. I mean, uh, um, not my activity isn't great on it, but that's partly my fault because I took the summer off. But uh, because I have a large Instagram account, and maybe this happens to other people as well, but I I get a lot of friend requests, or I guess people can just be my friends. They can just follow me on Instagram. But I get a lot of message requests saying, hey, look, I have this special website just for you and all this kind of stuff that I just, I delete and block. Is that what's in that like... That folder of like, like hidden you're like two folders. Deep, I literally yeah. go over there and I just hit select all and delete. Yeah, <laughs> and so there's like okay, every once in a while I think someone's like, "Hey, did you see that message?" And I'm like, oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> message right. probably got deleted. So. And so, but I think we have the ability to just go in and go delete, block, delete, block, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I don't know that, I don't know that most 13 year olds probably have that resolve yet, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think, think that's really where the question issues. comes. So like yeah. it, to be consistent, we, we can't say social media in and of itself is, um, wrong because no, to because say then that, you're not listening to our podcast right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to say that, like you'd have to say to be consistent, you'd have to say the same thing about TV. Technically, mm-hmm. historically, you'd have to say that about any kind of market. Yeah, because yeah. any kind of market provides an opportunity for those things. Like even back to like ancient markets where you'd have like mm-hmm. people selling stuff in in the city. Sure, you, you you'd have like prostitutes coming in. You'd have you know like yeah. so like any kind of market opportunity where people are gathering together is is a place for those things to happen. So yeah. the, the issue isn't the platform. The issue still is a wisdom issue of what you think is a, a good environment. So like as a yeah. parent, um, <clears throat> I, there, there are certain movies I don't let my kids watch. Sure. Um, Grayson was like, you know, super upset this summer. Super upset. Disappointed is probably a better way to say it, that I wouldn't let him watch some movies that came out this summer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're 10. Like, no, you're not yeah. watching that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, I would watch the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't asking me to watch like corn or anything, but like, <laughs> but I would watch the movie, but it's, it's a wisdom issue of, of how we handle those things differently. Agreed. His yeah. ability to handle that wisdom wise at the age of 10 yeah. is way different than now. And I'm not saying that's a conversation of good or bad. I'm saying that's right. a wisdom issue. And I think what happens a lot of times <laughs> social media is we simply look at it in terms of, of good or bad. Yeah. Is it good or bad rather than saying like, how can I, how can I engage in social media in a way that is still with a heart to glorify Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even like with, um, like with like the bad stuff you're talking about that pops up on social media, like it really still is a question of where your heart is. hundred percent. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, because like our kids live in the world and I know that some people are going dif- to disagree with this, but like I have no problem taking my kids to the beach Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no problem taking my t- kids to a museum. I would walk them through any museum in the country because I love art and mm-hmm. I would not be worried about maybe some certain paintings or whatever. And I would probably talk to them beforehand, like, look, there's some really old art here and this is really incredible stuff. But like, I don't know, like I, there's a rep, I was in Sarasota, Florida last January. There's a, there was a replica of the statue of David, like a life-size replica. Wow. Of it. Like that's huge. huge. Yeah. That's yeah. 19 feet. And so I, the I Statue just, of David is 19 feet. It's wild. Man. I uh, I took a picture of it from the back, just his butt. <laughs> just texted it to my boys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, look around it. But yeah. like, to your point, like, yeah. David's naked. Yeah. I stood three hours uh, in Florence, Italy. In to, front of David? <laughs> just standing there. Just <laughs> to in, get awe, to in see, awe. To, to get to see the Statue of David. Yeah. And from an artistic standpoint, to, to imagine that somebody chiseled this out of marble yeah. and gets the musculature correct and gets like the anatomy correct. It's, it's super interesting because like people, people often in the art world, they'll say st- stuff to me like, oh, you shouldn't paint this or you shouldn't paint that. You know, this is the same kind of conversation I think we've had before with social media. But one of the things that I would like to talk about and hear you guys thoughts on is it's, it, let's not just talk about the corn issue of social media. Let's talk about how, uh, I think that there are Christians who are squandering their opportunities. That's not the right way. Hold on. That that are, I think there are Christian trolls who are saying things on the internet that they wouldn't say if the internet didn't exist. Right. Hmm. So like the internet has given people boldness Mm -hmm. 
to say things that they shouldn't say. Stupidity. It, I, no, no, I, I think and I agree with what you're trying to say. I think how Help we should me. say it is it has given people a venue to say things that they wouldn't otherwise say because they're not bold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I think that, I mean, granted, there are bold people who still do social media posts. What what you're saying is is these people who wouldn't have the boldness to say it normally can say it in this venue. Yeah, they're, they're hiding, hiding behind, behind the, the internet. What yeah. I'm saying is that it says that they're not bold. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's a good point. And and I think what it does is there are a lot of these Christian, so-called Christian posts that on the face of it, people would be like, well, it's a Christian, you know, so I don't find mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with it. But to our earlier conversation, there are a lot of Christians who are not correctly representing the gospel in their posts. Yeah. They're being jerks. They're being bullies. They're being, you know, like, and I just think like, is this something that, like, what was the whole point of this? And mm-hmm. it's funny because I think a lot of times, and I'm I'm thinking specifically of a handful of pastors that I know, who it seems like are just trying to bait people. Mm. Yeah. And they'll do this like thinly veiled kind of controversial post. And then of course people start slamming them and then they start slamming these people back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, this is just not the best I, venue for this yes. conversation. And I feel yeah. like a lot of times that's out of, I, my guess is it's out of vanity because it has you, to be, doesn't you, it? You want the, if you understand how the algorithm, algorithms of social media work, I'm just really struggling. Today, sorry. <laughs> Did a lot of stuff yesterday. Like, <laughs> my mouth is apparently tired. The origination of the, the algorithm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if, um, what was I saying? Yeah, they're trying, they're <laughs> trying, trying to trying get to followers. Yeah, 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 they understand the how it works. They're trying to get followers. Like, <laughs> and, and maybe some of these people would say it normally yeah, in a conversation, so. but your question is, why does it need to happen here? Yeah. yeah. Now, I understand, like, there's there's some pastors that I know I'll see their posts, and it is it is the most encouraging thing, even if it's a hard statement. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's bent at being an encouragement to the people who read it or a challenge in a way that is positive. Mm-hmm. That's, in my mind, different than the people who are yes. just trying to stir stuff up. Absolutely. So I, that's a point, I think, where you could say, oh, man, social media can be this phenomenal venue for me to reach people that I wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Mm -hmm. So I think it's still a matter of how you view it. Like, do you view it even as an individual level? So like, do I view, do we view social media as like something that's just to like to fill up some kind of, to your point earlier, Ryan, fill up some kind of void I feel inside of me right? to feel better about myself or to like, like it's, it's funny. I'll notice this now too with me. It is difficult to like be somewhere where you have a break in time mm-hmm. where you don't mm-hmm. get out your phone and go to social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think whether we re- realize it or not, and I'm including us in this, we have become somewhat dependent on mm-hmm. the almost like a drug in sense of like, even if we're not trying to fill a void, we just want to look at it. Well, I mean, you walk into a doctor's office 30 years ago and they have stacks of magazines. And I used to go and get the highlights magazine, you know, mm-hmm. about, not 30 years ago, I would have been 17. <laughs> <laughs> just this week, I, just this week, I got the highlight. I put my phone away and I got the highlights magazine. <laughs> but I think, I think, I think when given the opportunity for any type of entertainment yep. over just sitting there, we're going to exactly. take the entertainment. That's a good way to say it. And yeah. I don't, th- I don't think that that's problematic in and of itself. Yeah. No, ag- agreed. Yeah. I think I have. A, I think what I'm saying is I have a feeling that there's something specific about social media that has taken that, that to another draws level. Us. Yeah, yeah. So it's Ooh, like, do you think it's the community aspect? Do you think we feel like we're part of a community? We're engaging with think, other people. Yeah. We're hearing their voices. We're allowed to comment on it. We're allowed. It's we're having conversations. Even think about it like this: even if we like or love a post, the decision that you've made. Uh, to like, love, or care for a post, let's just use these three positive ones, you are communicating to that, something to that person. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. somebody says, man, I've had a really crappy day, and you like the post, 
you're communicating something different than if you give them the care thing on Facebook, right? Like yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. different. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, where's the care thing? I don't know about this. Uh, it's, can, it's just is it the, just on Facebook? Yeah, you hold yeah. down the like button and they have all these I mean, different okay, reactions. I'm, I'm not ever on Facebook. Yeah, so okay. like, but, it's, but my point being that like you still feel like you're engaging with people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that and totally that, could be. I think that could be like the the broad umbrella for it. Cause I think that you can also for for you hear it's about a lot of people where they're on the other end of that of like Oh, who's, who's liked my post today? Who's mm -hmm. doing this to me? So I think it still falls under the, maybe the community triggers, but there are people that I think are like, oh yeah, my buddy did this today. I hope it went well. Let me go check on that. Where it's like, yeah. it is a, a more like maybe positive uh, yeah. community aspect. Then you have the people that are like, oh, I only have a 10 likes, man. I need to do something to boost this mm -hmm. post up. So like for them, it's more of like, I'm feeding the acceptance, but I think both things mm -hmm. probably stem from community may it be a healthy view of it or a, or an unhealthy yeah. view of it. it still stems from this connection to people yeah i think you're i think there's a good chance you're right i don't feel that no you don't i don't like i get bored <laughs> with it really quick yeah, yeah, yeah. like I mean, I, i'm not like it can be, we, we've been friends 20 years and i'm not even sure he likes me so <laughs> <laughs> can i do the care for you button? yeah that's right care that's for you. You should do. but like i care so yeah. but to make a point Every like post. i there were there were Times when I was growing up, my dad would take me to school and he would listen to Rush Limbaugh on the way to school. Like, yeah. So it's like when he got in the car, he had to listen to some kind of talk radio. Yeah. And I used to think like, oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous. Every dad's got to listen to talk radio. <laughs> and now you like talking. <laughs> you listen to podcasts. I'll listen to podcasts. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's just a different yeah. form of it. So yeah. point being like, I get in the car and I, I drive so much. Like it, <laughs> I can't think of a time recently when I just like turned everything off. Mm-hmm. Wasn't on a phone call or wasn't listening to something and just drove. It's yeah. wild, man. Now, yeah. now I will do that periodically because I'm thinking about something specific. Like I'll listen to the scripture and then I'm like processing something, but yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. I can't think of a time that I've like unintentionally just said, I'm just going to turn it all off and drive for a while. Yeah. I, it's, that's not, maybe it's just by nature of what we're acclimated to now, but like I still can enjoy the, the beauty of the scenery around me while I'm listening. Mm -hmm. So it's not like when people tell me yeah, like, yeah, you just yeah. turn it off and enjoy the beauty. I'm like, I do. I can still enjoy it. Yeah. It's system just because you can't multitask two. doesn't mean I can't multitask. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. So it could just be that we've become acclimated to those things to your point. Yep. And the entertainment has changed and what it looks like. And then this is just another venue for that. Yeah. And it, maybe it is community well, too. It, mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting because I, I think that if we're going to talk about social media, like you said a minute ago, Micah, it's TV too. And that kind of thing. Like, um, you as an individual, not you specifically, but the listener uh, who they have kids or whatever or they like to watch, they have to figure out for them what it looks like to use their time in a way that makes much of Jesus. And I think that what we've done is we've kind of run to extremes where people are, will say stuff like, well, I don't let my kid watch any TV ever, you know, because I mm -hmm. want them to honor Jesus. And I'm like, man, like, okay. But yeah, I mean, like play pretend, you know, like, can they play pretend, you know, does that honor, you know what I mean? No. Like it's, it's super weird. <laughs> and so, um, my boys, because they do like to play their video games and that because they'll play online with their friends from school or stuff like that, mm -hmm. they have an allotment of how much time every day they can do that. And I don't yeah. care what they use that time for, or, and sometimes they'll break it up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and so, and in the summer they have more time than they do during the school year, partly because in the school year we're excessively busy. Yeah. And so with Riker doing football practice now, and we're getting home last night, we got home at like 8.25 and the boys both were hungry again and needed showers and stuff like that. And they're both exhausted. And yeah. so I'm like, you're not staying up. They're like, can we stay up late and do our time? I'm like, no, you missed your time today. I know, I'm sorry, but like, yeah. 
sometimes that's just how it is, you know? And like, but do you do rollover times? They can have like 12 no. hours. On Gosh, dude, who was that? Who was the, they back would, in the day, the cell phone carrier when, when you had to pay for minutes, yeah. but you would get it rollover. They like, love, they would love that. Yeah. They just save it up until Saturday. Yeah, they got like 15 they, hours straight. I promise you they would be so stinking diligent that they would be like, well, we had a minute and 12 seconds the other day and we had, and they would, they would know, man, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point being that like, um, I'm, I was, I'm careful what I let my kids engage in, but I also don't, I'm not trying to shelter them so much from the world that I, yeah. I think that's maybe where we've messed up is we've said we're trying to shelter them from the world. Yeah. Because that's a negative connotation. I yeah, think what absolutely. we say is our hope is to teach our kids. They're going to live like. in this rule world for real. Well, and what, <laughs> it, what it looks like, teach our kids what it looks like to live literally, like you say, every, absolutely. Jesus at the core. Yeah. And then the sheltering, I think, is a wisdom issue as they're in that process of growth. Right. Mm -hmm. So like the, which I think can even happen outside of kids. Like, yeah. Um, I've and I've known people before who got saved later in life who've who've said like I'm not going to drink alcohol anymore because of my I past. Yeah. yeah. So for them, what they're recognizing is in their spiritual growth, they're at a place where mm -hmm. if they were around alcohol, their concern is that they would be painting the incorrect picture of Jesus. Yeah. And so for wisdom's sake, at that point in their growth, they're avoiding it. So it's not yeah. just for kids. It's, no. it's so I think when we say shelter from the world, I think that's been the problem is we've agreed. We've thought mm -hmm. that sheltering people from the world is actually going to produce Christ likeness, and it doesn't. Yeah, no. It does not. Yeah. And and so. To the extreme of that, we've we keep everybody from anything that looks like the world, which mm -hmm. is why the churches that I was growing up in until I was nine or ten were like, you can't dance, you can't go to the movies, you can't mm -hmm. touch playing cards, because there were people who did appropriate inappropriate things in those scenarios. Mm -hmm. And and like I I reluctantly uh I've had to learn to do it. This month I've started spending about an hour a morning on social media. And I I am yuck. I know I am <laughs> learning to learning. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm learning to tailor my Instagram post a certain way and my TikTok post a certain way and my personal Facebook page and my art Facebook page. Oh my gosh. Because I have different people on all of those. Yeah. You're doing it, but you're doing this because of your job. I am doing it's it business, for work. Yeah. Not because. Right. So I think um, it looks different. Like but, that, those are two completely different conversations. Mm -hmm. Yes and no, I think, because I think that some people, the, the extreme view is like social media is bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, but the, I don't, I, what I'm saying is for work, nobody actually believes that because they can right. say like, remember the billboards growing, you probably don't pierce the billboards, billboards growing up with like the scaly clad woman yeah. and the beer, the beer stuff. Like yeah. the, those people who own businesses still put up billboards. Yes. Yeah, that's my point. It's right. like, they don't actually believe that they might yeah. make the statement, but They're, what I mean is it's two in this conversation. Those are two completely different perspectives. Right. Am I getting on social media for my own personal pleasure? How do I act in wisdom in that? Yeah. Versus this is a venue for marketing for me. Those are two completely different conversations. It was interesting because uh, I've only been on TikTok for a few weeks. And I guess because I'm a 47-year-old male, it is recommending to me, it's throwing all these things in my feed. And I'm having to like filter my feed because it's like, hey, other 47-year-old men probably like to look at these things. <laughs> oh, that's yes. funny. And I thought you were going to say it was like a white patriarchal kind of no. like... Uh, so... Um, I, I now get Facebook ads uh, for for hair growth for men. Yes. 
I, I get Facebook ads for erectile dysfunction pills discreetly sent to my house. Yes. And, and get I, some? No. And, and I get Facebook ads for dating sites for men in their late 40s. There you go. And I'm just wow. like, yeah. And so. Well, now that you've talked to Dusty, you understand how those work and why you fit into that category. Yes. Right. And so trying to, but you know, like that's the thing is like, um, I, I'm not. We ha- we have to be able. I-, I think I think it's a tool. I think the social media is a mm-hmm. tool, but I also think that it's a social club, yeah. and I don't think that there's anything wrong with it being a social club. So whether you're using it as a yeah, tool yeah. for work or whether it is a social club for you, now now listen, um, it, Michelle and I will sometimes fall down the rabbit hole of some funny videos or mm-hmm. whatever, and then you're like, how in the world have we just done this for 45 minutes? I thought <laughs> exactly. I just watched three videos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I do think that if but I don't think this is social media exclusive. I think if there is anything that is dominating your time such that you are unable to engage well with your family or yeah. unable to engage well with Christ, then it needs to be reevaluated. I don't mm-hmm. think it needs to be stripped from your life, but I yeah, think yeah. that maybe some balance needs to be brought in there. We talked about that a, a few episodes back, but like maybe you have some imbalance, but I don't think the solution is scrap it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that we, what we what people tend to do is throw the pendulum on the other side instead of saying like, instead of kind of what you said a few episodes ago, like screw the pendulum, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's, let's redefine it all together. Like let's just focus on Jesus. And so there are, there are people that I've known who like that I went to school with growing up who their nose was in a book all the time. Yeah. And when, when we were like finishing out high school and stuff, their social skills sucked because anytime they were in a room, they were in the corner Reading. squatting down with their book and their backpack covering their legs. And that's just what they did. And so, but most people would look at that and be like, oh, how smart is he? Look at that smart guy over <laughs> there. He's reading all the time. Like he's taking in so much information, but he's Nobody sure. Nobody knew he was actually looking at corn. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's got, got tucked away in there. Uh, but like, I mean, be that as it may, if he's, even if he's studying the entire time, like there is an aspect of it where that's dominating every part of who he is now. Now he has no idea how to talk to people. Like he yeah. can't interact with people. And so I think in that scenario is reading wrong. No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go tear the book out of his hand and burn it. But what you'd maybe have a conversation as a parent or somebody influential in his life is just wisdom is yeah. just how can we, uh, engage in better time management, whatever it looks like. Um, and move yeah. forward from there instead of saying, instead of scrapping everything all together. I would say the, we, you mentioned, I feel like this, Micah, in one of our previous podcasts, like recently, maybe over the summer. I feel like there are more people who are experiencing anxiety in our world or or at least are expressing that they're feeling anxiety. Maybe that's just yeah. it. Maybe it's not more people feeling anxiety. Maybe it's because of social media. We see more people ex- expressing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I, I do think that for all of you who are experiencing a lot of anxiety and you're comparing yourself to all these other people, um, social media is fake. It It is a... Mm-hmm. It, it it is still very much a crafted venue. Yeah, like even the really beautiful, encouraging post probably oh, took three or four times to create. You're like, talking okay, yeah, because like, I I don't think we could say that across the board. Not fake, but like manufactured. I, well, it, it's a it's a narrow perspective. I think, I think it's a, it's a really well, good way to say because I think because fake that what I think about is some of the people that are like. Uh, maybe considered an influencer, but it, because they they only post about the good things happening in their right. lives, and so like they're going to post about the amazing vacation they just had. They're going to post about that great va- that great uh, anniversary date they had. They're because because I mean that's what we do at home at our homes too. Like I had a comparison made of like you're not going to take 
the pictures from your family photography shoot where your baby is screaming and put that in a frame and go, oh, like you're going to put the best <laughs> picture up on there. So, you mean, you mean the life perspective. So could, let me give you an example of yeah, why I like, I feel like it's not necessarily that quite that way. All right, go. The, the two biggest like things I see on Instagram when I look at Instagram, well, three biggest things is disc golf, woodworking and preachers. Right. Those are like, if I'm going through my feed, like right. the 30 seconds before I get completely bored, it's going to be one of those things. <laughs> yeah. When a dude's in the wood shop, this isn't fake. True. He's just showing what he's doing in the yeah. wood shop. When a preacher's preaching, it's not fake. It's, it's actually what he's he's preaching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like uh, disc golf, these are literally just people throwing discs. I've seen them play in real, pers- in real life, yeah. in person, and it looks the same as it does on their video. Yeah. So a lot of social media is manufactured to elicit a response. There is social media that is intended to make you feel a certain way. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we... Yeah, yeah. Because I think what you were trying to do a second ago is actually negate what we were saying about social media in the beginning by lumping it all together. Yeah, you're right. It can't be lumped together. So some of the accounts that I really appreciate, I mean, I don't see them often, but I do appreciate the accounts that kind of are like, here's a peek behind the scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a photographer out of Chicago that I've purchased some of his photographs um, mm-hmm. because hey, look at this photograph. I've purchased some of his photographs to use as references for some paintings that I've done. And mm-hmm. I've been following him for a few years and he, he does a lot of uh, ballet shots and then he does a lot of really cool, like steampunk kind of self portrait work. Mm. And he just, I, I love his photography. It's all portrait work, but it's all just super cool. And he started in the last month posting some behind the scenes things. So he is not nearly as limber, of course, as the ballerinas he's shooting. (laughs) And the behind the scenes is him trying to show them the pose and the move that he wants them to do, you know? Yeah. And then it cuts to them doing it and then his snapshot of that, which is brilliant. And it's funny when it contrasts how he's doing it versus, but he's just, he's, he's probably a six, three guy, you know, 200 pounds. And he's, and he's taking this little tiny ballet dancer and he's like, I want you to do this thing. <laughs> and then she goes and does it and crushes it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But, but I love that because it's, it is showing this kind of human side of him and this behind the yeah. scenes deal. Like, so I appreciate it when people are like, look, you saw that perfect post last week, but let me show you, let me show you how many posts, how many tries it took us to get to this get shot, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And and so don't I think buy into the idea that what it's, you're get I think what you're getting after is trying to get people to not compare themselves to those things. Right. So, for example, like um, if someone's an artist, like has just started painting, based on what you had said earlier, they could say, "Well, everything Ryan paints is actually fake." Yeah, yeah, that's not what I mean. Yep. So what you're saying is, is it's like not fake. Buy it. <laughs> buy, buy it. I promise, it's right there. We, we yes. need we need groceries, please. <laughs> See, I think what we're we're talking about in that conversation about social media is is actually um, showing maybe the the lack of maturity in those of us who are followers of Jesus that don't have our identity completely set yeah, in Jesus. for sure. So it's not the issue of like, you could say like, hey, quit following those accounts that like make you feel like you're mm-hmm. worthless or whatever. That's actually a fine thing to do in wisdom. Sure. Yeah. But what it's showing is, is that if you're so affected by that, it means your identity is actually yeah. trying, you're trying to find sure. your worth in something other than Jesus. You have not considered it all loss. You still consider some things of gain yeah. to use mm-hmm. Philippians 3 language. And so I think that maybe maybe in a positive way, you could say, go through social media, um, evaluate how you feel and use that as like a barometer. Like, where am I at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, which is which I think is where we are right now culturally for sure. But I think that that's a good form of wisdom for just a lot of things to apply to. So even just social life in general, um, plenty of people that are, I mean, golly, my sister is one of those people that she'll always attract the friends that are the most manipulative or the most, or the most tear down or stuff like that. And so even, even thinking about that in a broad spectrum of, of, uh, just wisdom socially. Social and group. I think, and the reason why I say mm-hmm. it that way is that I think that we, and you weren't doing this by any means, but I think that we too often make social media its own thing instead of an extension of yeah, yeah. us socially. And mm-hmm. we've said this with, throughout the whole podcast, but I think like, or, um, go ahead. I, I don't know. Like, I think you're right. I just don't know if that's exactly how it is in real life. I don't think we're there yet. So what I mean is like, you said this earlier, Ryan, people act different on social media than they do in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is it actually an extension if it's not who you are in real life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think though that, I think most people would say that that is wrong. I don't know a better way to say that. Like that, that is, that is creating a, a persona online. Like you're wearing a mask online. I think, I think that we, I think most people that, I would interact with would say like, well, that's stupid of them to do that. Like they would acknowledge that that's, that that's wrong. And they're not maybe correctly using social media as a platform of that way. So they so we wouldn't say it's an extension then at least for that individual. I don't know if that, I mean, if, like, if, that if that, if that type of mentality can therefore define the entire thing. No, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying like what I meant earlier when I said it was like something different about social media. Like when you feel the mm. necessity to look at it, yeah. I'm wondering if there's something different specifically about social media than other social contexts yeah. that makes us act different. So mm-hmm. we're, or, or not makes us act different. That gives us a venue where a lot of people seem to take the bait and act yeah. different. So I'm not sure. I mean, you might be right. And what it might be exposing is that this is actually who people really are mm-hmm. and yeah. they don't have the, they don't have the boldness to, the to boldness. Like, be that way in real life and the people. control i think because i think you you have so much more control of what you put out there yeah. versus like being in a social situation where like i mean you hear it so often where people are like wow i wish i would have said this but online they have that ability to say exactly what they want to say so yeah. they can control however if it is manipulative if it is positive whatever it is they do have full control right and that may be a huge attraction of it as well so yeah um yeah so we I, talked I, about the community aspect as a banner, maybe healthy or unhealthy. I think the control aspect as well, maybe healthy or unhealthy. Like, um, cause there's plenty of people who are better, <laughs> uh, behind a, behind a pen or behind mm-hmm. a time. Like they, they need the time to be able to articulate that. So for them, it's like, oh, great. I have a venue where I can like truly say what I'm trying to say in a positive way. Like I'm actually, I'm, I'm a writer maybe, or I'm wanting to communicate these right. ideas and I can't do it on the fly, but I can do it when I really process and think or, about it. And maybe a question is like, that might be the case, but why does that not ever happen in real life? What do you mean? Like, why would you not ever take the time to write that out and then express that in a conversation well, think, with somebody? That's what I mean. Is like before this, there were still like blogs and journaling and things like that. So there's still yeah, like things that's in social. Those are the same thing. Yeah, you that's mean what you I'm mean saying. like interacting with people? Yes, I got you. So like it, I th- I think this might be what I'm talking about. Is it's almost like it's created this venue for people to feel like they are actually being open and honest and transparent when actually you're just doing it behind the veil of a curtain. Mm. And I'm not sure that that's what I'm saying is I'm not sure that that's a healthy social, social interaction. Therefore might not actually be an extension of your social interaction with people. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I might be wrong, but it just feels weird to me to say you can basically be two completely different people. And that's an extension of yourself. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 But I, I think a lot of people, without getting on this a whole lot longer, I, I think a lot of people are two different people. I think that, I, I don't think that, uh, no, I don't think that very many people are honest about who they really are. Yeah, but that's not two different people. I know. Yeah, but I mean like. I said, I think you're just pointing out the problem. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you're saying most people 
actually are two different people. And not this, clinically. No, not yeah, schizophrenically. <laughs> but like you're saying, like they're not actually honest about who they really are, yeah. how they really feel. That's a problem. Agreed. And so yeah, that yeah. so now we can't say that social media is just an extension of that and yeah. it's okay. Yeah, right. absolutely. What I'm saying is like if if it's just if we're just putting a band-aid on a gaping wound, is it really doing anything? No. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just it's just making it worse, is what I'm saying. So like I think if we're gonna fix the I think a lot of people feel anxiety. My guess is because they feel that tension. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be somebody else or I see these other people mm-hmm. in real life or on social media. I want to be like them, but I feel like I can't have this, all this tension built up inside. I don't know how to express it. And then they just express it in a way that might be to your point, like not authentic to who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't fix the problem. The no. expression doesn't fix the problem. That's no. like the the outburst of like, anytime I like accidentally kick the corner of the couch with my pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> I scream and I feel like I need to hit something because there's just like outpouring of adrenaline. I got to, right, yeah. I got to, that's, that's the expression. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I am like an outburst oriented person who's always ready to just scream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, so I, I know what you're saying. I think that, I think what I'm saying is maybe this is an unhealthy aspect of social media mm-hmm. that is so much a part of our life. And it literally is a venue for people to be disingenuous and how they, who they really are. Part of yeah. the reason I don't post very much on social media um, it's cause I don't know how to do it and not be, not come across as just a dick. Mm-hmm. But if you met me in real life, you know, that's actually <laughs> the same thing I deal with all the time. <laughs> it's just a bigger, the 15,000 people on Instagram don't know me that way. Right. And so they're just going to look at that and go, Oh my gosh, yeah, can you yeah. believe he said that? Yeah. And everybody else knows me. He's like, well, yeah, that's how he talks normal. <laughs> but I, for me, it's like, I want to be wise in how I'm portrayed because of what I'm doing in ministry. Right. I don't want to taint that or, or like hurt that perspective up front. I'd rather have a one-on-one conversation right. or a small group conversation with those people mm-hmm. where they can actually hear me and see my expressions and feel me and like those kind of not feel me, but like feel the, the room. <laughs> feel oh you up. <laughs> yeah, no. I need you to be touching You're me so the, the entire, entire <laughs> Come here, let me, let me rub your shoulders. <laughs> so I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I mean, I'm admitting like I could totally be off on this stuff. It just seems weird to yeah. me that like that we're so comfortable calling it an extension of like normal social interaction, but it is a completely different kind of social. Yeah. Interaction. When I think too, we, we had a conversation a while back in regards to the, uh, the person that told me I need to get, I need to get tested for autism, uh, <laughs> that, that I had brought up the, I think it was masking was the term of like, when you go into a new social environment and like, you're having to like figure out how to act like you're, um, you're masking in that scenario. But, but, but Mike, you were like, you mean that like a normal person <laughs> like, like where, you're, right. where you're having to adapt to the scenario. So I wonder if it is, I, I agree with everything a hundred percent, but let's think about like everything you just said in a, in a, in a real way of like, how do I approach social media in a way that is genuine, but I know that I can't be as genuine as I would be in person. So how can I, how can I take that to or, this median or in or the same not, way? Yeah. Maybe not express in the same way I yeah. would in person, because I understand that the fallacy of social media is I can't be in person. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So like, it's, I wonder if that maybe is an extension of kind of what we were saying of like, when you're thrown into a new social environment, you have to figure out how do, how do I how do mm. I communicate in this new social saying. environment. So maybe social media is a new social environment that our yeah, culture fair. is still adapting to <laughs> to figure out. Like, so it may look. I think there are the people that are definitely taking advantage of it, being manipulative and and hiding behind a screen, like we had said earlier. But I think there are people that like seem like maybe two different people or seem like one way because they're posting this way, but then interacting this way. But maybe it's just we as a society aren't comfortable with this 
as an extension as social stuff. Um, That's fair. um, Which I think that we will see more over time. There There was an example of this, which I don't, I don't think we're there yet for sure, but I heard an example of this on a podcast a while back and they talked specifically about cell phones. They said, it's so interesting. And the guy talking, I think he's close to your age, Ryan. So at the time he would have been like almost 40 or a little over 40. Um, and he was just talking about how we as a culture aren't like at that point, um, used to cell phones. Like it still feels weird if we're at a dinner table and somebody pulls up their cell phone. Everybody's like, Oh, I gotta be quiet. Or like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's not as normal in society. And he, uh, he equated it back to when cars were first invented. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, every day for your entire life, you woke up and you walked across the street to go have a cup of coffee with Billy. And so, but one morning you wake up and you step out the door and you get run over. <laughs> it's like, cause you've never been trained to, to look both ways. Right. He's like, you're just going about your normal routine. It just felt so weird. But now like, that's weird for us to be approaching a curb and, and not look and both, not ways. Look both ways. It's weird to yeah. not, if you're with a kid, not like grab them, but Hey, hold my hand. We're going across the street. Right. Like it's so ingrained. And so I wonder if we will socially get to that point where it is so ingrained that it just flows. And I think it might look different because it is a different medium for sure, but it might just flow. And again, that's all speculation for sure. Yeah. I'm just um, picturing like a really small old West town, you know, where there's a lot of foot traffic and somebody steps off the curb without looking, gets plowed over <laughs> so, by somebody like, going uh, like 200 miles an hour. <laughs> somebody's speed walking, you know, like, not, not even horses, you know, yeah, it's not that's, even like that, horses. It's just, that's one thing that the guy brought up. He somebody was uh, walking fast. The other host of the podcast was like, what about horses? He's like, man, you hear horses. He's like, we heard old cars. <laughs> Aruga. <laughs> it's more dangerous now with like Teslas. I know, right? Like, you I can't, know you can't hear it at all. Well, I, I think it's funny too, like uh, just how the phone has changed because, oh, yeah. man, when the phone would ring when I was growing up, we had the one phone in the kitchen with the super long cord that you could stretch really far. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when the phone would ring, you like you always hoped it was for you. And, and now you don't want your phone to <laughs> your ring. Phone rings, like, you're come like, on, oh, you call me dude, right just now. Just text me. <laughs> That's a really good point. Just yeah. text well, me. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't want to have a conversation that we could have had via text. Know, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I get that from efficiency. There's times I'm like, we just have to talk about this because agreed. Sometimes yeah. there, every now and then somebody will ask me a question, Bible question, and I'm like. So that's going to take me 15 minutes to type out, but three minutes to explain yeah. to you. Can, can, <laughs> can I just, just call you? you? Yeah. <laughs> but always text first, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh man, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Speaking of that, I was at my house and I was working in the back in my office and I heard a knock on the door, but it was like, boom, 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 like a loud knock. And I was like, I'm about to get beat up in my own house. <laughs> and I pulled up my Google uh, doorbell and it was my sister there. And I'll be like, you have my phone. Like, give me a heads up. Like, I'm on my way or so. I had no idea what she was. She just showed up. She just showed up. That's what we um, did back in the day. Yeah, yeah. you just show up. And then, but then what's funny is back in the day, you're like, oh, hey, come on <laughs> yeah. in. But now you're like, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's so easy for people to be in other people's space that we've come to protect it a little more fiercely, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Or no, I agree. Probably, maybe, yes. Um, so I think the the main the main aspects we had talked about, regardless, regardless of, I think, wherever you are or where, um, yeah, I think where you are is probably the best way to say it. May it be like what's, what really connects you to social media is community. Whatever really connects you to social media is acceptance. Whatever really connects you to social media is being able to articulate better than maybe you do in person. Like whatever I think it may be, the biggest thing that we've talked about in the podcast is applying wisdom to your interaction within that and applying wisdom that's, that's fed ultimately from who Jesus is and who, and who you are in Christ and allowing that to be the way by which you interact. And that 
we would say keeping Christ as core is what bleeds into every aspect of our lives. And so social media shouldn't mm-hmm. be a different part of that. Right, right. Um, we should also, who we are in Christ should bleed into how we interact in social media and how we are affected by social media also. Like what, what Mike had said earlier is that if you are so, con- or uh, you need the contentment that comes from the likes and the comments and those things, and what you're showing is there is something maybe in your life there where you're allowing the world to be of some gain instead of instead of to only be lost and Christ to be your only gain uh, to keep that Philippians 3 language. So I think there is something for sure to be self-examined, but with the wisdom of Christ, not with um, only allowing the, what the, the question you asked earlier as social media, the devil to be the filter, but, <laughs> but, but rather letting Christ be the filter of how you do that. And then also as your parent, as we've brought up as well, there's ways of teaching wisdom to your kids. You're, you're already, it's, it's normal for us to teach wisdom to our kids. If we go to the mall, if we go to an amusement park, if we're organizing our time, kind of what you had brought up just with, just with busy schedules, those are normal things, but social media still, I think feels so foreign that it feels like we have to approach it so differently instead of I want just to give a thought wisdom. on that real quick. I have mm-hmm. a very strong opinion. Say it that way. Really? Okay. That's shocking. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> on, on social media with, as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's healthy for kids. Mm. What I mean is not just in like the access to corn. <laughs> what I mean is like, I don't think it's a healthy way for them to learn social interactions first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that, in that growth, um, I think it could be detrimental to them learning interaction. And this is why I think you also have to, as a parent, have to be careful. Because like, for kids, social media isn't just our venues. It's also get video games. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think you, as parents, you have to, if your goal is for my kid to develop in a way where they're learning to put Jesus Christ as the core, mm-hmm. I think you got to be conscious of how those things can affect them in that growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, and my strong opinion is I, I do not, I do not think that it is healthy for kids up to whatever point you decide as a parent when they're mature enough to handle it. But I don't think it's a healthy way for kids to learn social interaction mm-hmm. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm interested in people's thoughts on that for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I have a very strong opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I was, yeah. I think that. No, I I want to continue the thoughts. I agree with you, but like I'm just I'm just connecting all these different dots in my head of, of different things. But that's not for this podcast at all. I think think what we've said for sure. Um, raise your kids in wisdom. Raise your kids with an understanding of Christ, um, and that wisdom ties into these to these to these things as well. Of just okay, thinking a few steps ahead. If I want my child to develop socially and in a healthy way, what might stunt that? What might that look like in that uh, video games online, social media, things like that. So and you just, can, you can let, I let my kids play video games online. They just play with very specific people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They just don't play in open, you know, like Grace and my 10 year old and Hayes, my seven year old. I don't let them play in just open, yeah, yeah, open yeah. worlds. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And what's great too, just where we are technologically, technologically, technologically We're there we all go struggling today <laughs> know, right technologically is that like there's so many uh parental control type things on mm-hmm. so many different things where i felt like when i was when in, on, online gaming was first really becoming a thing when i was growing up i remember the little adapter you had to buy for the ps2 like it was just the wild west like you just get mm-hmm. on and do whatever you want to do i know there wasn't as many people doing it but Nowadays, like even, even our home internet has, I can, whatever devices are connected, I can just fully control what they're looking at and what they're doing. Like I can just, oh, you don't get the internet right now and just cut it off. Like there's so many little details you can do. Same thing with a lot of phones. You can set time limits on screen Mm -hmm. time. You can set all these different things. And so thankfully it's not like you have to make a hard and fast rule in regards to 
this is bad or this isn't, this isn't bad. There's so many aspects that we have now where you can help tailor that as yeah. you're teaching that wisdom. You can say, well, yeah, you can play online, but within these rooms and you can set those boundaries within there. It's not just like, well, I, you cannot do online because there's no way to do that. Right. There's no control within that. So, um, be intentional. I think is a lot of, a lot of what I'm thinking as well is that you can be intentional as you're raising and figure out like, okay, well, I don't think this is hundred percent wrong, but I don't want you, I don't want corn being all over your feet. <laughs> so, right. so, um, I'm going to start sending that to you all the time, Ryan. Just pictures <laughs> just of corn. I've, I've been in like Indiana and Illinois and, and I'm just going to start sending you pictures when I'm on the road. <laughs> Sweet I'll corn, be in Kansas. Street corn, <laughs> cream corn. That's right. Roasted corn. I love corn, though. Speaking of, well, <laughs> real corn. Not, 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 not. Whoa. Oh, man. Have y'all heard that meme? It's like uh, whenever you Can show. Can you hear a meme? Whenever you show. Well, yes. Yes, it is important to it. You have to watch the meme with the sound on. Oh, okay. Um, he says, when when you show your buddy a new country song you like, but he hates country. And then it, it's it's him listening to the real country song that cuts to his friend. And he goes, corn, 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 <laughs> corn. I like corn. That's <laughs> all the buddy hears. Awesome. Oh, man. Hey, speaking of corn, Steven's over there. Hey. He's hanging out. We're, we're with we're with Steven. We're with uh, what we call him, Hot Cheeto. What did we say last time? Vanilla Man. <laughs> with the Hot Cheeto dust fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, we're we're with Stephen at the Garden Audio. We're hanging out. Uh, be sure to go on on Instagram if if you are on social media. Speaking of social media, uh, go give him a follow. He's uh, he's got entertaining stuff going on. Whatever's happening in the studio, whatever happening is happening with what he's recording or whatever gear he's using, and also his family life and stuff like that behind the scenes type things. Yeah, that you were talking about, Ryan. And you're going to see a lot of that in his feed over there. He posted about my old band the other day, so it's 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 always good stuff over there. Um, if you're on social media as well, doing all that, we are at Simpler Pod um, on Instagram and Facebook. We've got the memes of flowing this month. It feels like we're just pumping them out. What is a turtle? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got that pose. We got that fun, annoying girl. But we also do some. Uh, we also post clips and things like that. So subscribe. May it be on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, all of those, I guess, are considered under the umbrella of social media. So you'll, if you search Simpler Pod on any of those, you're going to find us. Obviously, you're there right now, but um, but subscribe, like, follow along, leave comments. We would like to manipulate the algorithm, not <laughs> not, not for personal fame or gain, but to just help this community grow. Um, we we love that we're seeing that growth. We love that we're seeing more people involved. We love that we have people sending in, in uh, suggestions for topics like today. Um, we love that we can, that it's not just three guys at a table. This extends to you guys as well with this community for us to grow and us to learn and to, uh, to make things simpler. And you know what? Keep Christ's core. What could be simpler than that? We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Hasta. Hasta.